I love the Oakland Coliseum, don't get me wrong, but it would be very cool to see a brand new stadium in Oakland, wouldn't it? <laughs> hey, how's it going? I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. Welcome to the Ricky Henderson Podcast. We made it to episode 20, the greatest of all podcasts, the GUAP. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at RickyBlog. And yeah, so in the past few weeks, there's been actual, uh, there's been some actual movement with the A's new stadium situation, and I figured it'd be good to talk to Ramsey's Moncada, who run, uh, an A's fan who runs NewBallpark.org. Uh, he started the blog in 2005 um, after tracking the situation for a couple of years, and here he is, 16 years later, still running the blog. So I figured it'd be good to get his perspective on. Uh, kind of the ins and outs of where we're at in this whole process, get a bird's eye view of the big situation. Because a few weeks ago, basically, what happened was a judge ruled in favor of the A's, um, and, and they could proceed uh, because uh, there were some shipping interests and trucking interests at the Port of Oakland, um, or you know, who, who work at the Port of Oakland and uh, in the harbor there at Howard Terminal in West Oakland, who tried to say that the A's didn't meet a deadline in 2019, but the judge ruled in favor of them uh, because of this streamline law called AB734, which basically puts a cap on a 270-day cap for the A's to figure out this whole situation. So they they drafted this uh, environmental impact report in February, and now they're in the middle of a 45-day comment period where, um, you know, Public citizens, you know, just citizens of Oakland and the Bay Area can voice their opinions if they think the Howard Terminal project should go ahead or not. Um, And then, of course, there's other interests like the Harbor Truckers Association, uh, the Pacific Merchant Shipping Association, I believe, and Schnitzer Steel. Um, It's kind of like the big dogs down at Howard Terminal who are fighting against this. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of parties involved and, um, you know, the city of Oakland too, of course, supposedly there's some infighting there. So it's a whole crazy complicated mess. And I figured Ramsey's would be good to talk about it, to see, uh, you know, where we're at in this whole process, what's next, because yeah, we're in a 45 day comment period, but it could really drag on for the next few months. So make sure to follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's going to have some updates in the next few weeks. Uh, as he pours through this huge document, the Environmental Impact Report, you can follow him on Twitter at New Ballpark, and then also on his website at newballpark.org. So yeah, here's Ramsey's Moncada on episode 20 of the Ricky Henderson Podcast. Okay, and we are here with Ramsey's Moncada from newballpark.org. And uh, Ramsey's has been uh, covering the A's stadium hunt for more than 15 years. He's got a funny quote on his website saying, you know, if your stadium search is having a bar mitzvah, it's probably too old. Uh, Ramses, thank you so much for joining the podcast. How you doing, man? <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. And so, so yeah, no, I, I actually I f- forgot to press record. So I'm going to ask you this again, man. Uh, what, uh, what, what drew you to this, uh, to this in the first place when you started up the website in 2005? Yeah. yeah so I actually have been following the A's stadium pursuits well back before I started the website in 2005, mm-hmm. probably a good five to 10 years before that. Mm-hmm. Although at that time, uh, most of that was triggered by uh, the fact that the, they brought the Raiders back to Oakland and they ruined the Coliseum. So everything about that ever since has been either leaving the Coliseum 
or fixing it to make it better for baseball, which they've done to some degree, but there's only so much they can do with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I wanted to see if we could document the whole story. I didn't think the story would, would drag on this long, but here we are. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so, so what's, what's your background with, with this? I mean, um, are you just a dedicated, dedicated A's fan who, who just kind of really dove headlong into this or are you a lawyer, like a stadium lawyer? I mean, uh, into litigation, how, how did you, you know, what's your background with this? So I don't have any actual uh, legal or technical background. I'm not an architect. I'm not a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I'm just a fan Mm -hmm. who is a bit of a stadium geek. I've been to all 30 of the major league stadiums, except for the one in Texas. I've been to a lot of the older ones. I've been to minor league parks Mm -hmm. and I really like going to stadiums. So the last year and a half has been really tough, but I look forward to going to see them again, going, looking forward to going back to the Coliseum at some point. And whenever this new ballpark opens, hopefully in Oakland, I want to go to the first game there too. Mm-hmm. And, and so is this like the farthest the A's have got along as far as, um, you know, in, in this current iteration? Of, I don't know. Is this the farthest they've got along in this past 15, 20 years uh, as far as their pursuit for a new ballpark in Oakland? In some ways, yes, because they've, they haven't gotten that far in terms of the permit approval stage with civic groups, with uh, cities, except for this and maybe in Fremont. Um, when the San Jose stuff happened, the city of San Jose did that on their own without any actual official help from the A's. So that doesn't really count as, in terms of effort by the A's. So yeah, this is as about as far along as they've gotten so far. So so can you kind of give us a bird's eye view of uh, where we're at right now? I think, um, you know, I just did a little bit of homework here. I'm not super well versed, but from what I what I understand, in February, a judge ruled that uh, the A's can press forward with this despite missing a filing deadline in 2019. Is that right? Something like that. And and, and now that right. and now that there's a draft environmental impact report. Uh, we're in the public comment period. Is that kind of a general where we're at right now in the process? Yeah, we're going to get or we, that February 26th uh, release date kicked off a 45-day comment period, although that will probably drag on a little bit longer. So the comments will come from interest groups, businesses, residents, any number of people who are in and out of Oakland who have who, or think they have a say in this. And it's going to take more than 45 days to compile it and respond to it because the response part is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. The city has to respond to it. There are a bunch of uh, agencies like the California Public Utilities Commission and the Federal Rail Administration and Caltrans and a bunch of other folks that have to, because of the scope of this large project, chime in. And that will take pretty much the rest of the year to do. Mm -hmm. So, so what is an environmental impact report? Uh, can you just outline kind of what that is and what's happening right now with that process? So environmental impact reports have been in place for the last several decades just to gauge the impact in terms of uh, pollution, traffic, a bunch of other things. The actual scope has expanded over time. Now we get into more community benefits. And so 
the EIRs tend to be very large. This one weighed in at 1,200 pages. I don't know how many people have actually delved into the whole thing. Mostly you're going to skim through it for the most part, but there's a lot of good reading in there. And there's a lot of interesting stuff. For me, I'm focused on the transportation stuff because that really affects the majority of the fans. Mm-hmm. And it's really going to affect how people not only go to an A's game at Howard Terminal, but baseball games. Because not only are the uh, A's looking to move six miles, they're also moving six miles closer to the Giants. And so it's more direct competition to the Giants. And they're actually looking to steal some fans from San Francisco. So that's going to be an interesting aspect of it, whether that actually shakes out or not. Yeah, and I saw some A's fans, um, you know, talking on Twitter, especially Bleacher Dave. I saw him uh, talking about, uh, I think there's like a, maybe a lawyer from the East Oakland Stadium Alliance who has some ties to Giants owner Charles B. Johnson. I don't know if there's any truth to that. Is that, uh, I don't know, do you know anything about that? Or is there any kind of cross-representation there? I'm sure there's something going on in terms of uh, people who know people. I don't know what the specifics are of that. Uh, you probably know that there have been some uh, warring lawsuits. One of them recently got settled where the next door neighbor of Howard Terminal, Schnitzer Steel, recently settled with the state of California in terms of improving their facilities so that it'd be safer to operate and less polluting. But they're also, um, they also filed their own lawsuit against the state uh, in terms of approving the streamlining for the permit on this project, which sounds like a mouthful, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of the way it is. A lot of uh, groups are sort of lobbing lawsuits through the state at each other, and that makes it a mess. So once, so are you saying there's a new lawsuit once the judge approved this and that now somebody uh, has another lawsuit to say, hey, that, that shouldn't have happened? Is that is that what's going on? Now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So there's a whole nother, I didn't realize there was another lawsuit that happened since February. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So the, the way it happens is that the uh, release of this document, the EIR, was held up for over a year. Mm-hmm. Then it got released. No one really knows exactly why. I sort of understand why after reading the report, but there is already an appeal to that release. And that doesn't actually make it easier to understand whether whether uh, that appeal uh, goes through or not, because this is, as I said, a mess. And trying to dig out from that is... <laughs> not going to be easy because if you're trying to paint in a simple narrative or story to tell the public about why this is a good deal or why this is a good plan, they're way too in the weeds now. So is this new lawsuit going to stifle this public comment period or is that still going to happen as far as you know? No, no. It might stop the uh, EIR from getting approved which is really what the goal is. Well, I, I thought, uh, so, so the public comment period in these lawsuits, there are two different channels for, for opponents to stop this, is what you're saying? I didn't, right, right. Oh, really? To hold it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize there was like a whole separate lawsuit, uh, like that appeal was brought up. Okay. 
um, because right now, uh, right now, what the A's are proposing is thirty-five thousand uh, seat stadium, three thousand dwelling units. Is that right? And then I, I think I read somewhere it could be up to two hundred seventy days. This could actually drag out something like that. Is that right? Or is yeah, that, is, that, is that another timeline? Yeah. So one of the uh, nice things about the streamlining thing that they got approved is that it take it will force all of the lawsuits to be uh, settled within two hundred seventy days which is good because that means they could uh, prevent any sort of real long drag out of whenever the groundbreaking could be. It might take four to five years or maybe even longer, but it might with this streamlining actually occur in the next couple of years, which would be great. So, so essentially with this streamlining that the judge approved. So now um, basically by, I'm trying to do math here, like uh, by November or, or December, we should have a clearer picture of where this is, right? Is, 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 that, is that pretty safe to say? I would hope so. <laughs> I, I, can't, yeah, I yeah. can't guarantee that, but yeah. that's what I would hope. Yeah. And, um, and so what exactly is the public comment period? I mean, because uh, uh, from what I've seen, the, the A's biggest opponent is this group called the East Oakland Stadium Alliance, which to me kind of seems like a misnomer, because if you look at it, it is a it, misnomer. yeah, it's it's marketing, right? Because it's all it's right. all it's, it seems like an anti West Oakland Stadium Alliance is what I get. Um, right. Of, yeah. Because a lot of it comes from industrial interests in West Oakland. So that's the steel company. It's some of the shipping or trucking companies in West Oakland, but there are a, a lot of unions, themselves. Right? a lot of unions yeah, from the Port unions, of Oakland. Because, yeah. yeah, a couple of years ago, a bunch of union members uh, marched from the port down to Howard Terminal to protest the stadium project. Mm -hmm. That got some coverage, but that sort of dissipated over time. That will probably ramp up in the next year or so mm -hmm. and, and and they're labeling themselves i feel like they're labeling themselves the east oakland stadium alliance right just so they can kind of appeal to people's hey we want to keep it you know keep this kind of thing going in east oakland and um is, is that right i mean is that kind of their aim from what you see from the outside there's or? a little of that but you have to remember if you go back in history 40 50 years what has been done with East Oakland and what has been done with the Coliseum area, not only to attract Oakland or uh, sports to Oakland in the first place, but to retain sports and to bring back the Raiders in general, they've done a lot of transformation and to have the A's just leave for downtown Oakland or downtown slash West Oakland is kind of a big seismic blow to East Oakland. And if, if they leave and no one is to actually represent them, then, yeah, I would feel pretty bad if I lived in East Oakland and I knew that someone was demanding me. But here is someone to try to represent them, whether or not you agree with their motives or not, someone's doing it. So, so um I also saw you, so say as, as far as Harvard Terminal goes, I also saw you tweet out some videos about some possible pedestrian tunnels or, or just some tunnels that were built in the Netherlands that were quickly constructed and put within a weekend and stuff. 
Um, and, and I've seen, like you said, like the focus on the transportation aspect of this. Do you feel like the biggest hurdle uh, logistically is getting tens of thousands of people from the BART stations in downtown Oakland uh, across those railroad tracks uh, in Jack London? Absolutely. Is, is Absolutely. That like, is that like the biggest, uh, I guess, thing? Because I know, you know, Dave Cavill floated the idea of the gondola, which kind of seems, um, I don't know if that's realistic, it, especially because it might fly over freeways or something. And, um, you know, I, I'm just kind of curious, is that is that the biggest you know, logistical hurdle the A's face is how to transport these tens of thousands of fans. Yeah, because there is a live rail line right outside Howard Terminal that runs through Jacqueline Square. That rail line is not going anywhere. It's going to be there for decades and decades to come. They might be able to get around it somehow by building a bunch of bridges or maybe that gondola, which you really haven't heard about since they initially presented it in 2019. I don't really know, but the EIR scoped out that there are going to be a lot of places for people as in pedestrians and maybe cars to interact with those trains, probably drunk fans, which is very dangerous. And there isn't much anyone's really trying to do about it other than building a bridge at Jefferson or maybe Clay Street to send people over to their, a planned transportation hub, basically a big bus shelter on 2nd Street. I don't think that's enough. They're going to have to do more than that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and, um, and do you think um, that this would actually, I, I mean, I, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here for the East Oakland Stadium Alliance. I know they, they say that, uh, that this would lead to more congestion of West Oakland neighborhoods. They say all these trucks that they use the port of Oakland uh, on a daily basis would get pushed out in the city streets. Is that true? Do you think? Cause I, I can't imagine that they would all of a sudden just start driving through the neighborhoods. I mean, is that, is that true? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, West Oakland has been in this battle with a lot of the trucking companies for a long time about trucks idling on city streets there. Mm -hmm. And they've, try to manage that a little better. The funny thing is that Howard Terminal is used right now as sort of a staging area for a lot of trucks so that they can get in and out there without having to go onto city streets. But if Howard Terminal goes away, then where do those trucks go? There, there isn't really that much land in this port to put trucks. So maybe they end up on streets, maybe they manage it better. There's there are some plans to do that. But once you take Howard Terminal away, whether it's a actual working port or not, uh, that is land that is gonna be used for something else. And that means that those trucks will end up in West Oak. So, so, do you, so what, what do you think is the most viable um, you know, location for, for the A's? What do you think is the best course of action? I mean, I know there's a lot of factors at play here, but um yeah what, what do you think is the like the most logical place for them to either drive in that like reestablish something at e I, i'm assuming it's, it's between either the coliseum side or howard terminal at this point right are those kind of the top top two options yeah, you think? It, yeah it's really those two i mean they talked about leaning college a few years ago but that it, that went nowhere fast so you really have two choices you have howard terminal which is the more difficult more expensive uh, more expensive to build, more expensive to approve, but also has the bigger payoff option. Or you have the Coliseum, which 
won't provide the revenue that the A's are really seeking, but will be a lot easier to build. It's basically already approved in numerous ways and has the infrastructure in place there. So the easy way or the hard way, that really is what it comes down to. If I'm going to boil it down to simple narrative, that's it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, what kind of, I mean, do, do you think it's like viable that this, ha- do you think Howard, like Ace fans, uh, faith in Howard Terminal is misplaced? Like, do you think this actually has a chance to happen at this point or is there still way too much um, in front of it? I think it's one of those things that can happen, but everything has to go right. All of the legal stuff has to go away. All, all of the uh, agencies and there are what, some 15 or so, that are gonna speak out on this. They have to approve, the community has to approve, Alameda has to approve because they're gonna get impacted by it. If everything goes right, yes, it can happen, but that's a lot of stuff to do. And they still haven't really addressed a lot of it in terms of the political stuff or the business type stuff that has to happen to get it done. And so, so yeah, what do you think about the local region? I mean, where, where does the community, where, where do, where does public, I mean, it seems like right now it's just kind of like uh, the A's versus these corporations. Where, where do, where do fans mix into this? Where, where, where can fans make an impact or can they, are we kind of at the, you know, are people just kind of at the whim of what, what happens with these lawsuits? Well, the best thing for fans to do is to follow the news reports and go to some of the meetings that are being presented uh, over the next few months. And that'll give you a bit more context into what is actually being discussed. And I know Bleacher Dave has been pretty active on his section of it, but it's gonna take a lot more effort from the community. And when I say community, I don't actually mean the East Bay, I mean Oakland residents because they're the ones that are gonna pay for the infrastructure that's gonna happen. So they need to understand whether it's worth it or not. And they're gonna vote on it if it comes to a vote. I know a lot of people in the past have said, oh, we can do this without a vote, but they're gonna rack up some hundreds of millions of dollars in infrastructure here. So that's probably gonna come to a vote for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't see any other way around it. Yeah, because and, and I also saw that um, I think Dave, was, he was either kicked out of some virtual meeting or something like that, um, like by the EOSA. Did you hear about that? And I, I don't know. Do you actually I heard attend- about it? I haven't seen anything other than Dave's tweet on it. And I thought, yeah, that's kind of how these things work. But I'm glad that Dave has uh, decided to speak out on it. And hopefully we'll get some more transparency on it, because that's just kind of uh, egregious well i mean that's because basically what i understand that there was a public i mean the, the word public you know you, you would think that anybody could be there but from what i heard there was a it was a lawyer from the eosa would not do her statement while dave was in the zoom is that right or is, is that is that that's right yeah that's so, right yeah so yeah i don't know that's i don't know it's just kind of interesting to me like I, I don't understand i honestly this is all kind of new to me you know i'm all about starting rotation and stuff but <laughs> you know so um so, so i'm curious um i also saw you guys kind of going back and forth a little bit about a community benefits agreement what is what is the community benefits agreement 
Well, that's sort of a new thing that has happened in the last decade or so. So mm -hmm. a lot of these environmental impact reports, they talk about the environment or they talk about impacts of the environment. They don't talk about the impacts of the community all that much. And so uh, the community benefits agreement has been sort of put in place for a lot of these projects to operate to the side of the environmental impact so that there's this other thing that gets uh, impacted, which is, are there jobs? Are there opportunities for people in the uh, impacted neighborhoods? Does that sort of stuff factor in? And in the past, it didn't really factor in at all, but now that is in place. However, what Dave got into an argument with me and Tim Kawakami about is how much of a factor that really is in terms of getting the project done is that, as I try to say, the meal or a side dish? And I think it's a side dish, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Not to minimize the impact, but you got to look at these things in terms of what's actually the, the ticket. Is the stadium the ticket or the community benefits agreement? The stadium. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Because without the stadium, there is no community benefits agreement. Go back to status quo. That's it. Okay. Okay. And so, so what do you what do you envision as uh, like the biggest hurdles that remain? I mean, I know there's probably a, a million hurdles, <laughs> but I mean, uh, what, what do you kind of envision is, you know, uh, what what's the the biggest thing preventing the A's from getting this making this happen? Well, if you hear, um, we're going to talk about Dave's again. Uh, if you hear uh, some of the stuff coming from the A's president Dave Cavill, <laughs> he likes to bring up how they need the city council to approve this thing this year, 2021. I don't know what the consequences are if that happens, if that doesn't happen. And I don't know what the A's options are if that doesn't happen. Uh, the A's have been famous in terms of saying there is no plan B, but no one operates without a plan B in big business. So I'd like to think that the Coliseum or something else is on the horizon. Hopefully it stays in Oakland if this doesn't come to fruition. But for now, I just want to see this thing play out because when Howard Terminal came to my attention over a decade ago, um, I started to research it and I thought, oh, this is way too much work and this is probably not going to happen. But to the A's ownership's credit, to John Fisher's credit, he let this one kind of simmer in the background on the back burner while he tried out some other things. And it's gotten to a point where it's more than a simmer now. It's, it's starting to turn into an actual meal. But there are still some ingredients missing. The transportation agreement is a big one. Bridging the gap between BART and Howard Terminal is the big one. And safety uh, for pedestrians coming across railroad tracks, which we're not talking about that much right now, but we're gonna, about, we're gonna hear about it over the next six months a lot. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be a huge one. Yeah, because, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see, um... 
you know what happened i mean yeah i'm curious do you think so do you think dave is uh, cavill is kind of underselling I, I think we had a conversation before he's kind of underselling what what lies ahead of the a's and do, do you feel like he's um i don't know do you feel like he's publicly posture like do you feel like the the public perception of this situation is i mean I, who knows what the public perceives but uh do you feel like they're representing what's happening accurately some aspects of it yeah yeah but some aspects no no um they're at least talking enough about getting feedback from the fans of, as to what they want to see at howard terminal that's good but as to this timeline and i pointed this out on the blog a lot several times now the timeline has slipped a lot and that happens with large projects but there has never been a dialogue about the timeline there probably won't be another dialogue about this timeline when this slips again and that i've just resigned to that being the, the reality of getting a stadium for the a's mm -hmm. and, and so when you and you also mentioned the plan b so do you feel like the a's actually do have a plan b for the coliseum uh, like they they are prepared to make that happen if if howard terminal but it's better to tell the public, hey, we got to go all in on this plan. Is that is that essentially kind of how you feel with what's happening? Well, that depends. They bought half the the, the Alameda County's half interest in the Coliseum land. Mm -hmm. So they own half of the Coliseum. They own it for two reasons. One, they want to develop it. And two, they want to keep it out of someone else's hands. Okay. Now the development might act will probably happen at some point whether they it's done by the a's or they sell it to someone else but keeping it out of someone's hands is just someone else's hands is just as important because that means well if someone wants to build say a football stadium for the raiders there they won't be able to do it if the a's are involved they're not talking about that but that is very important because one of the huge problems for oakland over the last few years is they've been tried so hard to try to keep all three teams in town that they ended up failing to keep two of them in town. So you would think that with all the attention being focused on the A's, that should be enough. But the A's have taken this step, even though they're not planning to build at the Coliseum, to try to keep the attention focused on them. And I, that makes sense as a business move. That may not make sense for fans who think they want Raiders football to come back or some kind of football team to come back. But you do what you have to do to maintain your focus on the business. So that's it. So, um, I mean, do you, at this point, can you even make a prediction when and where do you think the groundbreaking will occur? Uh, oh, no. I'm out of the productions business. No. <laughs> no. Because cause I know... Um, I mean, you know, Cavill's timeline has been kind of pushed back. It looks like they're pushing for a 2024, 25, maybe 20. I don't know, something like that. That's so. a 2025 or 20. Yeah, 2025 opening. Yeah. Basically. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Because the. The lease at the Coliseum runs out in a couple of years. Assuming that they don't extend that lease, they probably will because yeah. That's something what they did will before, come right? up. I feel like yeah. they did that a few years ago, right? They, they were kind of like right. on a yearly thing, right? Or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah. They did this 
2023 with the hope that they would have this all figured out. But, you know, best laid plans always go to waste, at least with Oakland. So they're probably going to extend it again, or they'll probably bring in the commissioner and he'll raise a stink about, well, Oakland's not a viable baseball market. What are you doing here? And then they'll start talking about moving the team, just like they did with Tampa Bay a couple of years ago. And we'll see how that goes, but that's not going to be pretty when that happens. Yeah, and, if it and, happens. And uh, I was talking to a couple of A's fans. They were they had some funny analogies. Uh, you, you know, you're a baseball fan. Do you feel like they're like in the ALDS right now? Like, okay, they made it into the playoffs, but there's still a lot of, a lot of, a lot of work to be done to make it to the World Series to actually get this thing going. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so like, like do that. we need another starter? It would be nice to have another starter. It would be nice to have another right fielder who could you know who has power <laughs> but we have limitations in oakland right we have budget limitations and that's going to be the way it is for the time being until yep. this economic uh environment improves yeah so where, where does the city do you think the city is just going to let the a's and the all these organizations duke it out and then just basically I don't know. Like, is there a possibility that the city also stifles this project as well? Like, I'm curious, like, what what their role is in this whole this whole thing? Well, the city is sort of, from what I can see, is sort of in two factions. There's um, the mayor, and there are advocates for the stadium. Mm-hmm. They have their their camp. Is Lu- so Libby Schaff is in favor of Howard Terminal, as far as what you can tell. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then there are some who are a little more circumspect about it and they might want to see more of a Coliseum focused plan. They haven't been, I would say, extremely vocal about it yet, but they've hinted at it. And that's sort of led by the vice mayor, Rebecca Kaplan and others. So as much as, you know, duking it out has been happening between the A's and the port interests and transportation companies, trucking companies. There has been as much infighting within the city itself. Oh, wow. And we're probably going to have to get on the same page at some point, you know, mm-hmm. whether they put their own chips behind Howard terminal, I don't think they actually can or at the Coliseum, which I don't think they can either. So it's a tough decision. Wow. Yeah, it seems like this is just a complete mess, and it's <laughs> we're so deep into it, you know. Uh, and uh, have you been able to get to out, out to any games at, at the Hoho Cam out there? Um, in any spring training games? Um, I went by Hoho Cam and Fitch Park before uh, Cactus League play started, mm-hmm. and I started to think about how many games I would go to, and I haven't been to any <laughs> yet. Ah, okay, okay. Um, most of it is because I haven't gotten vaccinated yet and I mm. kind of want to make a firm stand on getting vaccinated before I go out in public, but I'm going to be challenged on that here coming soon because um, the A's will be in town to play the Diamondbacks in early April, the second week of the season, and I might go to a game there. Okay. So, so I mean, is it hard for you to follow the situation? I mean, I guess everything's digital now. It doesn't really matter, but is it hard nah. for you to follow nah. the situation from Arizona, uh, even though all this stuff's happening in Oakland and everything like that? Yeah, not at all. 
yeah everything's all digital now yeah 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 so what do you what do you make uh this is an a's podcast too what do you make of these <laughs> what do you make of this year's team man do you think they're gonna be all right or what what do you what do you uh what are you feeling about them well i i was I, I actually got really depressed last yesterday when i heard about what happened to buddy reed because i was really rooting for him yeah and and you know that guy combined with loriano they're like two grinder high effort guys yeah yeah that you love to see on a team and i don't know if buddy reed was actually going to make the team mm-hmm. maybe it would be the 26 man but i really wanted to see it maybe and he's obviously going to be on the dl for a little bit mm-hmm. i hope to see him in the on the team in during the season yeah, pretty definitely. soon yeah yeah, I think they're also their their rotation. They might. I don't know. I mean, we'll see how Fires comes back. But Fires and Puck. I don't know. I think he still might need to get another person, or maybe Dalton Jeffrey steps up into that role or something. But I feel like their rotation depth might get a little tested too. You know, as well. This I season. never feel that there is enough depth because <laughs> someone's going to get injured. Yeah, and Puck is a walking injury, unfortunately. But hopefully, he can stay healthy and maybe he'll round out the rotation. Yeah, they're probably going to get someone here in midseason yeah. if they're competitive. Yeah, but I think I think they're going to kind of be like last year, kind of put up some runs, and then you know if the bullpen can live up to all their their hype, I think days could be really good again this year. You know, kind yeah. Of just just need the starters to kind of just steady the ship, and then just get it to the bullpen, and then you know that kind of a thing. Yeah, okay. just shorten the game and go from there. <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah, I mean, is there is there anything else you think that the A's fans should know about this situation? Kind of like what's next, what remain, like, you know, what, what to kind of expect over these next few months? Just a lot of back and forth and stuff like that. Or So when I was reading through the transportation section, they make an admission that people who live south and east of the Coliseum, that is basically southern Alameda County, mm-hmm. like Hayward, Fremont, Fremont yeah, yeah. Um, Castro Valley, Andrew, uh, like the, the Tri-Valley area, that area. Their trips to the Coliseum and back will be an extra 30 minutes longer if they move six miles to Howard Terminal. And that is going to be a focus of my next blog post because that's important. Now, that may not be important for if you live in Oakland itself but it's going to be important to some fans and some fans means 20 to 25% of fans and oh, wow. okay. not only 20 to 25% of fans, 22 to 25% of fans who actually spend a lot of money at the Coliseum. So the A's are pushing this with that knowledge. Hmm. And so that's a value proposition, value proposition. Well, I'm curious because you said they're also trying to tap into the San Francisco market. So do you think that they're trying to get people who can be like, oh, we can just take the BART to West Oakland or to Lake Merritt? It's like a or the ferry. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a 15 minute. Oh, I I understand. Okay. Okay. I didn't I didn't think about that, too. Just like the pure geography of it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because they might. Okay. I I see because I see what you mean when you're saying, hey, nobody maybe there's not people speaking up for the fans in East Oakland um about this so yeah interesting that's a that's a big factor okay and the the a's and giants have been stealing fans from each other for years when the a's originally moved in 
the Giants complained that they stole fans. When the Giants moved to from Candlestick to Pat Bell Park, now Oracle Park, the A's didn't complain, but they knew that the Giants would take fans from the East Bay. And a lot of those fans were people who moved from San Francisco to the East Bay in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. So it's part of the normal migration patterns we've seen over the years with the Bay Area. I don't live in the Bay Area anymore, but I have pretty good knowledge of the migration patterns. And so I understand how the uh, fan bases evolve over time based on what's available in terms of stadium and radio and television and just accessibility in general. And the Coliseum for all its warts is an extremely accessible place. You can't deny that. Mm-hmm. And they're trading that for a place with a more, with more dollar signs. If that's good enough, so be it. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I'm just curious, you know, I, I remember the Fremont renderings and like the press conference in Fremont. And I was like, oh, I was like 19 at the time. I was like, oh, this is going to happen in the next few years. But here we are. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah. just just think about that. That yeah. was going to be Cisco Field, named yeah. after the then telecom giant Cisco. Cisco is moving to Texas. <laughs> they announced that a couple of months ago. That's how much things change. So the, the way these things normally work is they'll get, uh, the city will get comments, but you won't see the comments until there's say a final report released. Mm-hmm. Ask for the comments because those are important. They provide insight into what's going on. Uh, I will be asking for them. Uh, I, we'll see how that goes. I expect to hear a lot of feedback from a lot of the companies who are not in favor of this project and a lot of the community folks who are in favor of this project so that hopefully there is a middle ground that we can reach on this. Um, I don't know if there is, but we'll see. (laughs) I'm just glad that they're exploring this and they're actually seeing it through so that we'll know for sure Mm -hmm. this site deserves at least that like it's a real vetting like this is actually happening now absolutely yeah. yeah okay great okay well i know this is super complicated a bunch of alphabet soup but thank you so much for uh, for helping out and, and giving your perspective on this situation i really appreciate it no problem anytime else my head might be spinning after that one but i tried <laughs> trying to make some sense of, out of this all i'm honestly still kind of a noob when it comes to all this stuff um it's a lot but yeah, it's interesting and i'm you know, I'm just hoping I see a shovel in the ground at some point someday. Love me the Coliseum. I think it would be cool to turn it into like Wrigley West, but you know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh God. Well, we'll see. Who knows? 2025? Huh? 2025? Maybe? Who knows? Thanks again to Ramsey's Moncada. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at New Ballpark and then also at newballpark.org. I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. Thanks again for listening to the greatest of all podcasts. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Ricky Blog. And if you want to see all of our guests we've had, you can also check out rickyblog.com or on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks again for listening. 
We'll be back next time with another episode of the Ricky Henderson Podcast. Thanks for listening.